Welcome back, my friends, to the Inobscuria podcast. Thought you needed the Heimlich or something. I was about to come (laughs) punch you in the face. Oh, that's not the Heimlich maneuver. Sorry. The Heimlich? No, don't do the Heimlich, please. That'll get your attention. (laughs) Hello. Oh, what are we? We're a podcast that exhumes obscure rock and punk and metal. We put them in one of three categories, the lost, the forgotten, or the Heimlichs. I mean, the should have been. Should have been a Heimlich. My name, Kevin Williams. That guy over there who opened his beer early. No, I didn't. I just opened it right then. <laughs> Robert Harrison. I couldn't wait. You got a beer. I said, wait until we start so we can get that nice crisp pop. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let me wait to open it. And I got to the other side of the table and made it wait. Oh, damn it. I just said, it's going to wait. I don't follow directions. Have you known that about me? Uh, well, I should know that already. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's been challenging. So what's going on this week with you in the wonderful wide world of your showing me your shirt? I'm covered in Satanite. What the hell did you say? Satanite? Yeah, I'm covered in Satanite. Well, it happens. Yes, it happens. And I've been elbow deep in Rigidizer and Satanite all hey, afternoon. Explain Satanite again. And Mr. Volcano's involved, too. Explain. Yeah, uh, this is stuff, let's see. If this were Jeopardy, the answer would be stuff you use to reline the inside of a forge, Alex, for $400. Mm, Satanite. Yeah, Satanite. It's a, it um, makes sense. It's a refractory cement that is used to line the inside of furnaces, and it's got like a temperature rating of 3,000 degrees, and it coats the ceramic mat that's on the inside. So it's so got like a layer of insulation. The temperature of hell, yeah, apparently. It's pretty damn hot. Satanite. Yes, and then you put the rigidizer on the ceramic mat to, well, obviously. To mm, rigidize it. Yeah, make it rigid. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Rigidization. They, they didn't go very far in the marketing department with that one. Let's see, what is it? No. What are we going to call this? Uh, rigidizer, yeah. It is what it is. And we've discussed previously when you saw the boxes laying around, how is there not a band or two named Satanite or Rigidizer? I think both of those are perfectly fine names. I think there probably is now. Is it? Yeah. So go forth and make a band with those names and send us a note when yes. you do, and we'll feature you on an Obscuria. Absolutely. Until you're big and famous. Go forth, Satanite. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, I've been doing that all afternoon. Probably not good for your health. but And you got it all over you. I got it all over. I mean, nice. yeah, it just got messy. I'm was, sure it's good for you. I had to keep one foot on the floor. Other than that, any updates? Have you sold the sculpture since we announced it on the last episode? Mm, no, but I don't really care if it sells because it looks oh. really good you like it now. in my living room. You said that, but you said you also created this knowing that you were selling it. Yes, I, it is for sale. Absolutely. Okay. If somebody pays what I'm asking for it, I will sell it. I mark because I've <laughs> you will counter and it will go higher. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I've rejected offers to buy some of my other work, and I'm like, no, that's mine. It's like a child. I'm not going to sell that. But this one. Nope, I'm going to sell it, but and somebody has to actually give me money for that transaction. So do you have a new nice picture of it that we can post? Because I, I believe I can sell oh, yeah. this for you if we can post a picture. You are good at marketing, yes. So yes, I will give you that picture and mm-hmm. we can see who in the inobscure world wants to shell out a bunch of money for this thing. I know our listeners are loaded. All of them loaded. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. They can come take it. So we're post-Halloween. We are post-Halloween. Yes. And this episode is going to come out 
meh, a couple of weeks after right. Halloween. Technically, we just had Halloween. But we just had Halloween yes. as technicality. You know, like yes. yes, yesterday. It seems like yesterday. Seems just like yesterday. Yeah. And your house looked fantastic. Kevin goes all out for the decorations as you would expect. Really, I just grabbed a couple of the ancestors from the bottom and just brought them up. Yeah, top. I mean, everything's already there. You yeah. just bring them out, let them air yeah, out. Air a out a little bit. bit. Yeah, your your kids were cute. All the, your neighborhood was a just complete madhouse with kids. It was, wasn't around. it? Yeah, there were yeah. kids everywhere. I was trying to leave and it was like, well, I'm just going to be stuck here for a How minute. many kids did you run over on your way out? Two. Oh, well. Yeah, I didn't know them. It's better than three. It's okay. They're, they didn't live there. They, yeah. They're from Speed outside bumps. somewhere. Yeah. It's their fault. They weren't fast. <laughs> <laughs> Survival of the fittest. They, they were short and they weren't they're fast. Short and they weren't fast. <laughs> Slow child caution. So yeah, we went to Kevin's house to see the kids and then went to another friend's house that doesn't have kids and we all hung out there and had dinner. So I had two Halloween get-togethers or just my level of in and out. We had a beer at one and had a couple of beers in another and get some chili got some chili at your place yeah Damn, you know i'm not gonna pass that up your I wife know. says hey you want some chili i'm like hey you know i'm going on my way to a dinner party like right after this okay fine i'll have a big bowl of chili <laughs> you think chili is just an american thing oh, you think they call it something you think they call it something else elsewhere i mean it's kind of like a stew i guess if you were well there's going to be variations of it but our version of chili what we think of yeah. that's an excellent question minced, where did that originate? basically minced meat i guess yeah but way. it's a, the chili spice and, and it's spicy. Yeah. So it's that blend of spices that makes it chili, obviously. Typically so beef with a tomato base. And some beans. And well, beans. the beans, it depends on where you are in the world. I think there's Texas chili doesn't have beans. And yeah. But it's typically spicy. Florida yeah. chili has crawfish or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, That's a good question. I'm thinking that's an American thing. I'll have to look that up. So yeah, your wife makes really you good You out chili. there who can barely understand what we're saying because of our thick accents. Let us know. Do you have it in your country or do you just call it something else? And they probably don't have chili dogs. Look it up. We got chili dogs. We do have chili dogs. Well, after you left, we had chili baked potatoes. So we actually oh, man. opened up the baked potatoes no, and poured had the chili that, all over. I would have had to go straight home and skip the second party. Yeah. I didn't eat that, that until I got back out. from the old trick or treating. Yeah. And it was good. Did you, get, did you get a good score? The kids did, yeah. I walked around. What I love about our neighborhood is there's 50 homes. Yeah. Sidewalks on both sides. They're close to the road. Completely are, walkable. Yeah. yeah. Houses aren't too far apart. And we can do the whole thing in under an hour. Nice. And the kids are done. You have one hill. And I walk around with a drink. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. And last night I had, I already had one drink when you got there. I could tell. So I had yeah. another drink and I was really friendly with the neighbors last <laughs> night. <laughs> no telling what I said. <laughs> well, my friend that was over with us last night, there was one friend that was there. She did have kids. She was able to get them trick-or-treated and back over. She said in her neighborhood, one of her neighbors had a table out front with candy and jello shots for the parents. Go! Have you ever heard that? That's genius. No, but if I were a kid, I would be sneaking those Jello shots. Well, they were sitting there. There was an, an adult there's a way, sitting there's, there. There's a way well, to create chaos on one end of the I've table. never heard of people giving out something for the grown-ups. I like that. Having to deal with all that crap. Mm-hmm. I've never had to do that. We take the we took the fire truck out one year and we went and looked for trick or treaters. Like we were stalking them just to give out candy because it was during COVID, so there weren't that many out there. So we drove around until we saw trick or treaters and we'd pull over and give them candy. So there's different ways to do it. That was my way because I didn't have to walk everywhere. So maybe I bring the tiny fire truck over next year and we just do a lap in that real fast. Oh, that'll cut work. that down to like 20 minutes. Yeah. Just we have to watch out for the it's like Mardi Gras things yeah, in front you just of you. Throw stuff hit. out. At, you throw it at the kids as you drive past. <laughs> <laughs> Think fast. I like it. Whack. I like it. That sounds good. Anything else? Anything 
major happening in your world right now that the people need to know about? Nothing. We have no monster cereal this week, Thank so we've God. got a little space here to, to fill in. I couldn't finish the, the boo bear. I had to throw that out. Through the, the boo bear. The, the monster out. mash, that's next. I, oh, can't, it, I don't think I can finish that. No. Well, it's getting a little. Gamey. I'm working my way through the green, sour green apple. Oh, no. Carmella. See, every time you creeper. say that. Yeah, I know. I sent you a picture of it. And yeah. I don't think you liked it. No, no, no. It's that, good in milk. <sighs> A lot of things good in milk, but that's, you know. Anyway. Well, after you send barf emojis, go listen to Pot of Thunder, Cobras and Fire, Growing Up Rock, Slamfest Podcast, Decibel Geek, A to Z Radio, Metal Up Your Podcast, The Hustle, Disciples of the Watch, Podcast Rock City, Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast, State of Homorca, Rock Strikes 10, Potter Than Hell, Shout It Out Loudcast, The Ron Keel Podcast, The Kiss Room, Ages of Rock, Retro's Us Podcast, and Doomed! Forget about Monty. Hey, 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 it's Monty. Monty's Rockcast. You know, when the first time you put on your winter coat, you always reach in the pocket and there's something there mm-hmm. from the last time you wore it six months ago. Yeah. Guess what was in mine? Monty. Ron Keel VIP Pass. Oh, the Ron Keel yeah. VIP. I guess that was in Nashville. That was. Wow. Come visit us in Obscuria.com. Like us, share us, recommend us. Well, actually, we don't have recommendations anymore. Yeah, just share yeah, us and just whatever. Share. Tell your friend. Facebook. Knock on your, when you go trick-or-treating, give out an Obscuria sticker. Exactly. We'll send you some. Yeah, we're on Facebook, on X, Instagram, all those things. We're there. Did I tell the people and yourself, did I tell you about my trip to Houston a few weeks ago? No, uh, you told me we, you were going. I've mm. not heard the postmortem. So let's debrief it. Well, I mentioned- um, You told our, me who the entertainment was going okay, to Okay, that's what I was I was going to tell you. Yeah. So <laughs> I mentioned Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast. Well, I actually got a message from Sean, mm-hmm. Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast, while I was in Houston at the Darius Rucker show. And he goes- The Blowfish. Yes, the, the former Blowfish singer, which- mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, the the folks on my work team aren't all from the states, and apparently Hootie was not a thing outside of the U.S. Oh, that was a. They no, didn't know who this guy was. Maybe it's like Chili. It's yeah. just an they, they didn't thing. know who this guy was, and I'm like, really? You never no, That's never heard. Say how big they were, not to no translate. Yeah. I have some teammates from the Philippines, mm-hmm. Turkey. They had no idea who Darius Rucker was. Oh, that says a lot. So anyway, I thought that was interesting, but I got a message from Sean Geek and he said, Hey, what are you doing right now? We're, we're getting ready to do an episode on Ezio, Japanese metal band. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't, I'm at the Darius Rucker show in Houston, Texas. You just lost all your street cred. And he, he was like, Oh, I'm sorry. Dude. <laughs> Sucks for you. <laughs> so anyway, that's not what well, I wanted to talk You're getting about. paid to be there though. It's yeah. Not like it, it, cost was, you it was a money. work event, you know? Yeah. And so that's the whole reason I was there. It was a nice little trip, but it was basically a trade show for my work. And I was part of the trade show, so I had to go and go early and set up and, and do all that stuff. And there are electronics and, you know, all kinds of audiovisual stuff to, to set up. So that's all involved. The booth that I was working, we thought it would be cool if we had some old style 80s arcade games at the ends of the booth mm-hmm. so that you can at least get people to come up to you. Hey, I don't really care what you have here, but you got arcade games, so I'm going to stand yeah. and play some free arcade games. So I thought that was cool, and it did lure some people in. But anyway, I was setting up the night before, and it was pretty late. A lot of the, the workers, union workers, had gone home and all that stuff, so I couldn't resist the call of Space Invaders. Oh, yeah. The original. This has got to be one of the oldest games next that to Pong. Asteroids. Asteroids, yeah. I think it's right one. around the same time. The games are free, right? So, you know, it's not like the old days where you had to put the quarter in the corner. Yeah. Um, I still don't remember how we knew. Because that's what we did. You, you would, somebody was 
playing, you would put your quarter in the corner next of the game. Line. But then if there were a stack of quarters, you had to remember which one was yours. Yeah, it got dicey, and there's a lot of fist fights mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Well, we didn't. I didn't have to do that. Plus, there was nobody there anyway. And I played for about five to ten minutes. I realized that I, I suck at those games. I like could barely get past the first screen. Our eye hand coordination is not what it used to be. Mm, I don't think it was ever very good. But anyway, I just kept playing because thought, why not? Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be working. I might as well be playing a Space Invaders game, right? Nobody's around. Once again, you're getting paid to be there. Exactly. And I don't know if it was just the way it was plugged in, or because there were so many wires and everything throughout the whole thing as they were setting up but it, it had like a, a shortwave connection like so it wasn't glitch in the it, matrix yeah exactly it wasn't just the music theme music coming through as mm. i was playing this game and you know there were people walking around with walkie-talkies like old school walkie-talkies yeah, maybe some bluetooth so, interference some kind of interference anyway i got the, the old phone out and i recorded it and mm. i thought i'd play it for you here because it got creepy which is our favorite yeah, I thought, well, this is great. That follows us around. So I'm going to play it for you here. This is what happened, and it gives us exactly what we need to go forward with an episode tonight. psychedelic drugs. Today, in our technological society, we have produced dozens of chemicals. LSD, mescaline, dimethyltryptamine, psilocybin. There's a long litany of psychedelic chemicals expand human consciousness, which talks directly, eloquently, and powerfully to the human nervous system, opens it up, and changes it. Got totally ruined my game. So I, you basically were channeling Hawkwind through the video game there. Feels like it. Really did feel like it. Really felt like it. The early Hawkwind albums. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of references to, I don't know what these other booths were selling, but I got a lot of references to things I wanted to go seek out, and I, I couldn't find them. I'm going to that convention next year. Yeah, that was not the convention. It must have been next door. Next I door. That's it. what it was. But, yeah. I'm pretty sure that I'm with you. I think we got a communication from deep space, mm-hmm. either in somebody's brain or actual deep space. So I've been there. That's what we're going to do. We're, we're going back to this. We've done it a couple times. This is episode 203, Further Sounds from Outer Space. Space, 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 space. <laughs> we have visited the genre of space rock before. 
on episode 105 and 154. You are right, sir. Nice. It's a good cleanser from Gothtober. It's a good way to transition. A little ACDC covers last week, and we get Space Rock this week. It's it's like an old friend showing up again. Hey, Space Rock, how you doing? Come on in. Exactly. Have a beer. Let's check this Space Rock out. Now, if you remember, the very first time we covered this genre, your cousin Frank was here. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he didn't know what was going no, on. No, that was an interesting introduction. He hasn't been back. I no, he hasn't. Been, there's no coincidence, though. No, this is my, for those that did not hear that episode in college, I lived with my cousin, Frank Harrison, and we had a great time, a lot of fun, and graduated, moved on. He moved to a different city. I moved to Atlanta, and we kind of lost touch a little bit, but uh, just like all friendships and relative type things that he decided he needed to come through town and said, hey. Stop by and see the old firehouse. I'm like, cool. While you're here, we're recording a podcast. A what? <laughs> I'm like, come on in. Uh, who's it? What's it? And he did a great job. He did. He did he awesome. Really, for right somebody in. that had no preparation or anything, I was impressed with his knowledge of rock music because he was kind of rock country guy. He listened to a lot of country too, a lot of Skinner. Classic rock stuff, so I didn't realize that he's got a pretty good understanding of that. So he he pops in on the podcast once in a while and tells me that uh, he listens to it once in a while. So that's pretty cool if you're listening. Well, this is his genre, hey, apparently. Again. So he should be here. Frank, you here? Yeah, Frank, show up. He's not here. No, no, he didn't show up. Oh well, it's just Dio. Dio has a new blanket over there. Looks like. Well, I was cleaning out the meth camper because mm-hmm. uh, I'm getting ready to sell the meth camper, and I brought in like three sleeping bags and put them over on his bean uh, bag. So he doesn't know what to do over there. He's got like three or four sleeping bags and a blanket and a pillow that is normally kind of barren. So yeah, he's going to be occupied he's, for a minute. He's burrowing over there. That up. Anyway, let's just stop the podcast. I want you yeah, to watch. Yeah. Just watch this. This is great he's, radio here. He basically thinks that he's in a cave. Yeah, he's got a burrow in he's there. Like burrowing in. Well, it is kind of cold, so he's going to get a little more snuggly these oh days. Oh, my God. The weather's great. Yeah. Anyway. Well, let's talk about space rock. So, you know, a lot of textures, a lot of hypnotic, otherworldly kind of sounds, mm-hmm. a lot of distortion on vocals and reverb and guitars that kind of go all over the place mm-hmm. that aren't always musical. It's just making amazing sounds. A lot of whoosh. Yeah. Type yeah, exactly. Effects. You know, it goes with what you would consider science fiction kind of sounds. Yeah, even right? though there's no sound in space. It's Shh, hush. Yes, there is. Shh. Remember, we played some of that. <laughs> True. Minimal drumming for the most part. In yeah. most space rock, you don't usually have a bunch of crazy drumming, although no. sometimes you do. A little jammy, but not too bad. Yeah. Lots of synths. Mm, yes. Heavy on the synth. Yeah. You got to have lots of keyboards because you got to make those sounds. And the lyrical themes for most of these groups that do this kind of music usually involves themes centered around outer space and or drugs inner space or science fiction and yeah there might be some drug use some psychedelics involved and drugs are bad okay. oh, let's just say yes there's pretty much always with any of these groups psychedelics and drugs yes. involved your favorite band of all time could be considered one of the pioneers of space rock that yeah. being pink floyd yeah and some of the progressive rock acts, because sometimes Pink Floyd, you might think they're a prog band, but really they were a space rock band. Almost. Yeah, they got progier later on, but yeah. I don't know, maybe earlier on too. There was, I don't know, they were pretty damn proggy too. Yeah, it's they were in all of that, but that's the kind of music we're talking about today. But, it, but their sound was more space rock early on, before they got really 
good equipment and good recording right. equipment. <laughs> right. <laughs> right around Dark Side of the Moon, it stopped being as space rocky, right. a little more proggy. But just like early Pink Floyd, it's most of this music is an offshoot of psychedelic rock, acid rock, prog, stoner. So there's a as it's evolved over the years, mm. there's barely a line between stoner, like stoner no, rock, stoner right. metal, and space rock. Sometimes the lyrical content is the only thing separating the well, two. Well, and less synth. The more stoner rock it True, is, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. less synth. True about so that. if you yeah. ramp up the synth, then you move over into the space rock category. Right. So says me. I think you're right on with that. And of course, we can't talk about space rock without mentioning again the band you just mentioned, which is Hawkwind. Mm-hmm. Because they are still around to this day, unbelievably. It's insane. How? 50 some, 55 years? How, how many years would that be? 60, I 60 Yeah, I, I see math. Beer and math. I could be wrong. No. I'm just, you know, I'm just winging it. Yeah. I think you're right, though. <laughs> but we're not going to play. Typically, we have played Hawkwind. We're mm-hmm. not going to play Hawkwind oh. this time. Sorry. But we're going to play kind of an offshoot of Hawkwind, so that'll okay. make you happy. Okay. So first up here, in 1978, Hawkwind disbanded. For been, a very, very short time. They've been around 15 years at that point. Yeah. yeah, everybody thought, oh, they're done. They'll yeah. never play again. But a subset of the members went on to form another band called Hawk Lords. Mm-hmm. And we've played Hawk Lords before. Hawk Lords are a little more, take the space rock, but put in some punk with it, speed it up a little bit more than Hawkwind was, and you've got Hawk Lords. And they released the one album, and then Hawkwind kind of came back. But basically what Hawk Lords is today are just former members of Hawkwind who want to get together and play, mm-hmm. and they do kind of like this a little little bit more aggressive music, but it's called Hawk Lords. So since 2008, they started playing again on like a, f- a full-time basis and revolving door of former Hawkwinders and th- they started recording. And so now they have, since 2008, they've released 10 original albums. They released a new album this year. And I got it on pre-order because they're just, they're awesome. Do they ever tour? Well, I was going to tell you. So, unfortunately, by the time this comes out, they will have just finished their ah. UK tour. But they're doing like bars and pubs. That's what w- in I would the UK. Love to and I'm see like, that. oh my God, I wish I would have seen that. Hawkwind pretty much only plays festivals now. Mm. And they have their own festivals. There's yeah, different they, Hawkwind they, they festivals. They get their own bus that way. But Hawk Lords are playing pubs. Like you could go in, have a pint and watch the Hawk Lords play. That would be awesome. Uh, I would have loved that. And of course, they're all older guys yeah. now, but man, they're good. So I think they're good That's anyway. That's pretty much all we get when we go to shows these days. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to play some Hulk Lords from this year from the album simply titled Space. And this is a song called Astral.
during the song, I was thinking about what we said about Pink Floyd. I guess the one song, the pinnacle of space rock for Pink Floyd was Astronomy Domini. Mm-hmm. And that's just... Right a, out the gate. That's that just a space rock songs. song, start to finish. But the other thing I was thinking of how a lot of these space songs don't, space rock songs don't have as much of a beginning and end is it's just typically a, a vibe yeah Once typically is somewhat it, repetitive yeah it, it's repetitive but to me not in a bad way Mm-mm. um it's, but it's not progressive it's meant to be zony yeah it's not um, ex- that's exactly what happens to a, i think that's why i like it another plane yeah and i've space. listened to a lot of Hawkwind while i was working in the shop making things i think that's one reason i like it is because it just really does put me in a nice zone mm-hmm. and i realized there was one i don't know what it was uh I guess it was an album on Spotify and I didn't realize it was just on repeat. And so I'd listened to the album twice and didn't even notice it. <laughs> because, I mean, they, they sound similar. 10 minutes. I wasn't, so. you know, studying the songs, but it was like, I didn't, I wasn't upset. I was like, Oh yeah, it was that good. I just kept listening. I was like, wow, this is a double album. No, it's the same one. I'm, were you, at one point we were like, man, I feel like I've heard this yes. before. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the beauty of my brain. It's just short attention span theater up there constantly. I'm like, oh, it's a great song. I heard it 20 minutes ago, but I still like it. Sometimes I love putting things on repeat and just, because every time I hear something, typically I can pick something up that I didn't hear the first time. Yeah. And yeah, that's well, I mean, you know, not to harp on Pink Floyd, but that's one of the reasons I like them is because to this day, thirty-five years later, little nuances. Them, there's, yeah, that one little oh, that keyboard had one little note there I didn't notice before, so that kind of keeps it going. But yeah, the space rock thing for me, you know, it's a zoned in, not zoned out, just zoned right. in. You're it just blends the bleeds out the outside world just mm-hmm. it lets you just focus on whatever's going on in your brain right then it's i mean it's what it should be which is kind of cinematic it kind of gives you that science fiction mm-hmm. kind of trip in your brain it reminds bit. me of space mountain at disney world what the hell did you just say for some reason like when you went in there the old school i'm talking like in the 70s i don't know how many people are going to remember that but they had some sound effects and meteors screaming right. overhead yeah. and it was just a little hokey, but yeah, but fun. Hokey. But when you're seven or eight years old, it was yeah. badass. Yeah. RCA and her famous dog Nipper welcome you to Space Mountain. Come now on a journey into the future. So that was a new song from a new album. That's new. That sounds like 1968. But it's it's uh, that's where I'm going. It still sounds like traditional what you think of when we say space I, rock. I wouldn't have been able to peg that for within 10 years. Now, what I'm going to give you the rest of the episode is I'm going to kind of move over the blending of genres, but it's still considered space rock. Okay. So next, we're going to play an American rock band that formed in 1995 in Massachusetts. Early on, they were more a metalcore band, so they were really heavy. They've evolved over the years into more of an alt, stoner, slash space rock band. Mm. And the name of this band is Cave-In. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Cave-In, but even their earlier albums 
the the album titles alone kind of give you the sense of where they were headed with their journey into space. They had an album called Jupiter, an album called Antenna, Final Transmission, very space rock sounding mm, yeah. themes. And they've had a couple of hiatuses over the years. Uh, they had the death of a of a member a few years ago. They regrouped again in 2021, so regrouped for the second time. They released a new album last year. I heard one song and I was like, whoa. I mean, just blew me away. It's, this is a great, great album. It's called Heavy Pendulum and it's heavy, but it's spacey. Mm-hmm. and it still puts you in that zone. I think, we'll see what you think. I'm going to play a song called Waiting for Love. Attached to you, attached to me Chains bound to
had some slight elements of Alice in Chains in the... Who? Alice in Chains. <laughs> Alice in Chains. I said it right. Um, Alice in Chains the, through the vocals. Right. And then there was just a little bit of space rock in there. A lot of stoner, mm. sludgy stuff. But yeah. the It's all converging elements. there with yeah. this band. Definitely some... The the middle section with the guitar leads, it was mm. very spacey, a lot of atmospheric kind of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, but it was a little bit slowed down. The The first song with it sped up like that, that right. was easier just to have that vibe right. where it's just kind of a grooving through the whole song. This was definitely laid back space. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see about a newer space rock trio. They consider themselves a space rock band, but again, they're a newer band. They're from France. And it's comprised of two brothers and a friend who all met at classical music school. Mm-hmm. And I guess they decided they're going to go a different direction. <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> and their name is Slift, S L I F T, bizarre name. Mm-hmm. But maybe that means something in French. I don't know. They released their debut EP in 2017, which was just two years after they informed. And they were getting ready to go on a European tour, and then the pandemic hit. Don't- and kind of killed that but instead of that killing them moving forward it actually gained them an international following due to some virtual sessions that they did that kexp which is a seattle-based station uh it went viral on youtube and they had 1.4 million views of their session that they did for kexp so they made 12 dollars well, it, <laughs> if nothing else, at least during the pandemic, it gained them a following that they never would have had. And that's had that not happened. I'm sure somebody will do a study later on of you know things like music and other industries where some people thrived, some people didn't. The ones that adapted quickly and got on that bandwagon. This, it's really interesting to see the success stories out, that came out of it in a, a rough time. Yeah, because that opportunity may have never presented itself. Yeah, otherwise. But it worked for them, and it led to them getting signed to Sub Pop, which is out of Seattle, a famous grunge label. But they've signed this band, they've released some singles, and they did go on a North America tour last year, and they actually have a new album that's going to be released in 2024. So we're going to check back in with this band if you dig them. I think you might. So here's Slift with one of their singles from last year called Unseen.
As you know, I speak a little French that I picked up in college from my uh, semester abroad. Mm. Uh, it was abroad a semester. You gotta win. Ah, that was the plan. Bro- one broad. Yeah, per semester. Gotcha. Um, so I'm going to describe my feelings about that song in French. Ooh, in Francais? Francais. So, oui, oui, hon, hon. <laughs> That means I love that song. I thought I might be introducing you to I one of your new favorite bands. I love that song. Slift, S-L-I-F-T. S-L-I-F-T. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yes. May I have, may I have proper. another? <laughs> sir, may proper. Proper space rock. That is proper, and that's new-ish. It came new-ish. out last year. Uh, yeah, new. That's insane. God, that sounds like, once again, 1968. Late 60s, early 60s, 70s. somewhere in yeah. that range. That's amazing. amazing. Yep. Thank you, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Three guys, that much noise. Three dudes. That's a lot of noise. It's great. Yep. That opening guitar hat, you saw it. Go check out. Two seconds in. Go check out the YouTube Okay, that shows the whole session because to see this stuff played live, it's like old school Floyd. Yeah. Like the, they're, the, they're dialing it in. I was going to say the dark side movie yeah. where it's the, the camera's just slowly rolling past and there's Roger, yeah. David, and everybody just, just tw- turning dials. A cigarette in their mouth. Twisting knobs. Pulling cables out of this, <laughs> putting the cable over here. Right. Love that. Oh, that's good stuff. Love it. It's the reason I show up here, Kevin. Yes. Yeah, besides you, besides your right, lovely company. Right. Yes, of course. Yeah. And beer. All right. So um, I noticed my goblet is not down here. Oh, sorry. It's upstairs. I had to wash it. The That's cereal, okay. It was you getting know, a little funky after okay. three, four weeks of sugary cereal. Bees. Yeah, that, That's how you get bees. That just sat in there all week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a freaking wasp nest up in the speakeasy inside. How'd that happen? Somebody left a window open. Uh, where was it? In like right underneath, the ce- the... yeah, inside, uh, like on the ceiling, yeah. behind the curtain, so you can't see. You know, it. you got it all. Oh, I haven't dealt with it. I just shut the door. Oh. <laughs> Screw you guys! I'm yeah. coming back later. <laughs> you're going to get cold. I'm, yeah, you're going to just freeze to death in here. So I shut the window. I'm like, you're just going to die on your own because I don't want to fight you inside my house. There's, hey. I, I'd have to spray wasp stuff all over the ceiling, and that's going to leave a mark. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've just I haven't gone up there in four days. I may wait another week to go up there, but this is my life. Yeah, I'm fighting wasps inside my house. How appropriate because I'm Blackie. You played some Blackie space rock. I'm no. Oh. I'm literally getting getting ready to play a song from an album that's called The Cursed, who performed the Larva God Rites. <laughs> nice. So see, it kind of goes. With I'm, I'm in the groove, man. We are just right see tonight. This? Yep. We're yep. cycling, Rise, we're cycling right together. together. All right. Well, before we do that, though. We should be raising our goblet, but we'll just pretend. We got beer. T- at least take off your Viking helmet, uh, because we have to send these Viking knots. What, what do you call a Swedish, you know, in every country they have, I think it's a Viking knot. A Sweden knot? I think it's a Viking knot. Uh-huh. So raise your goblet, take off your helmet, and uh, yes, let's send them into Here space go. properly. Get your meatballs ready. Hold on to your meatballs. <laughs> Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> the dog's looking at you like, what? Huh? <laughs> what are you saying? Shut up. Viking knots. Yes, these are Viking knots. Uh, Swedish stoner slash space rock band that originally were around from 97 to 2008. And they released four full-length albums. Their name, Mammoth Volume. It's a great name. Unfortunately, now there's a band called Mammoth Mammoth, and there's a band called Mammoth WVH. Oh, yeah. So there's that, a lot of mammoths that out there. Van, yeah, we know that one. That's yeah, not But Mammoth obscure. Volume, I love that name. So, yeah, four full links, 97 to 08, and then 
They returned from deep space just last year. They released a new album, and it's impressive. It is the album I mentioned to you, The Cursed, who performed the Larva God Rites. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a crazy, spacey-looking larva, weird space larva thing on the cover with little astronauts around it. And <laughs> it's cool, man. It's like really trippy. These guys have the best mushrooms in Sweden, I'm pretty sure. Um, okay, I'm pretty look, sure. Look up some plane tickets, and you tell me if you, if if I'm wrong. But we're gonna play this song, and then you can tell me like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're there. The Kulshav effect from Mammoth Volume. <laughs>
That was nice. Trippy. That was right? trippy. It's almost like three songs playing at the same time. Yeah. Because <laughs> you had you, you had the kind of the grungy, sludgy, stonerish, but the like the Space Invader asteroid sound effects yeah. going over the top of it, and then some kind of little proggy stabs every once what, in a while. Yeah, whatever. I'm not that sure was. what that was, but the, all of it yeah. together was a nice blend, really enjoyable. This is an album that you have to have headphones for because there are all these things stereo going in and out, old school, the entire time. Yeah, not my crappy Bluetooth speaker. Exactly. Yes. Very cool band, Mammoth Volume, and this album especially. Their old stuff's cool too, but man, when they came back, they they learned a lot while they were out in space. <laughs> Yes, you should. And while they were doing some amazing mushrooms, I can only imagine. Swedish mushrooms. Swedish mushrooms. You put them inside the meatballs. Yes. Oh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Psychedelic meatballs. I will look that up. <laughs> only at Ikea for a short time. <laughs> that would be a scandal. <laughs> People get lost in Ikea and can't get out. Uh, maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's what a bad trip is. That's a bad stuck trip. in Ikea. You can't get out. I, and I've been there. Stone cold sober. Like, just show me the damn exit. Where do backwards. I get out of this? I do too. I, I go sk- backwards. I sneak through, through the cash registers first. I can't go the way they no. want me to. I no. have to go backwards. It's such crap. Anyway, moving on. So this is, this might be stretching it, but this is a nineties Chicago band that Kent Oberle mentioned when he was on our drummer episode a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So Kent was mentioning... He's from of, up that way. He is. He was the, talking about his background. In Illinois. In Illinois. You dicks! And he was talking about the bands that he grew up with and, and the sound that kind of defined his love of music. And he talked about Poster Children. Oh, and yeah. he played a song from Poster Children because that's one of his drumming inspirations. Not to be confused with Blacklight Poster Boys. Correct. Yes. Not to be confused with an Atlanta band. Yes. So anyway, he was talking about the the 90s Chicago scene. He mentioned Poster Children. He mentioned Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, If you remember Urge Overkill, they were part of that early 90s Chicago scene. And then there was this band who was also part of that scene, yet they were just a little bit different. And they're called Busker Soundcheck. And according to their website, they played their first show, June 14th, 1989, their last show was January 19th, 2001. And they never broke through the the national scene, but they were considered one of those Chicago bands that could have made it. Mm-hmm. When Seattle blew up in the early 90s, everybody was wondering what town's going to be next. Yeah, And a lot of people thought it was going to be Chicago. And you got the Pumpkins, you got Urge Overkill, you got some of these other bands, um, Veruca Salt, um, what was the... Liz Fair was from there. So there were some bands that did pretty well, mm-hmm. but it never quite became the scene that Seattle was. But anyway, this band was part of that scene. They opened shows for Veruca Salt, Smashing Pumpkins, Poster Children, the Bodines. Remember them? The Bodines. They were, they were in that scene. Is that closer to free? Is that Bodines? Yeah, I, I never knew the Bodines. I knew the name, no, that's, but I never knew else. the Bodines. Yeah, I but recognize it. But The thing that set them apart from the rest of those bands is, yes, they were 90s alti sound, but they were more spacey than they were alternative and had these long jams. They were known for doing these Christmas shows where they would play a single Christmas song for the entire concert, and oh, they would just wow. jam it into all these different weird places that mm. they would take it. And they were just a trio but it was just really cool, very interesting, original music because they, the three of them played together very well. But to an outsider, you may think, like, something's off with these guys mm-hmm. a little bit. The drums don't sound quite like other drummers. And it, it's, it is alternative, but it's space rock. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you be the judge. Here's a song called Helium Cannonball from Busker Soundcheck 1995.
that was definitely more of a niche band than Smashing Pumpkins was. They definitely have more broad appeal and obviously radio-friendly songs where that's going to be more of a, I don't know, a specialty market (laughs) selection out there, yeah. But I didn't think the drums were that odd or different. They more active it wasn't just yeah it's, straight, it's kind of like um it reminds rhythmic me a, beat yeah it reminds me a little bit of kind of keith moon where it's like you, you're never quite sure where the beat is but you know it's there yeah that's more artistic drumming mm-hmm. i think that's what yeah. kent described yeah. it as and that song was probably a little more honed in than some of the so others. there might be other examples where yeah. you're what the hell is you playing <laughs> But I dig them. I think they're a really cool band, and I can see I can see why they were big in the Chicago scene. Mm-hmm. But I can also see why they didn't get big yeah. out of that scene because they just weren't mainstream enough. Should have moved to Seattle. Okay, so next is a band that we haven't really represented this kind of space rock because there is a silly side, a surfy, spacey side to space rock. Silly, surfy, spacey side. Yeah, there is there is kind of a novelty side to space rock that Mm -hmm. we've never delved in, but it does exist. Pigs in space, space, space. (laughs) Insert. And now, pigs in space! Captain Link Hogthrob, the arbitrary first mate, Miss Piggy, and the ubiquitous Dr. Julius Strangeport. There are bands out there who, I'm trying to think of the one that I'm, I can't remember, it's on the tip of my tongue, yeah. but they like dress up like aliens and they oh. act, you know, it's kind of silly, theatrical, kind of yeah. silly band. There's one band that's been around forever and they're still around. My privilege tonight to be here in the presence of a couple of members of Zolar X. Y and Rady. Hello. <laughs> Hello. But anyway, that's sort of what this band is that we're going to play next. And it's a band that The Swear, my band, we played with them on a rooftop showcase gig in Austin, Texas during South by Southwest in 2013. And they were a quirky space slash surf slash new wavy mm-hmm rock band from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they kind of reminded me of Devo. They sort of reminded me of Manor Astro Man. Do you remember that? Yes. Remember that band? A little bit of science kind of a project. Sci-fi surf yeah. music. It was just odd enough and interesting enough that I was like, I kind of like this. <laughs> Name of the band is SDRA. I'm, I don't know what it stands for. Um, Sidra. But I kind of liked them. And the, the main guy was, he walked in, he was wearing like a suit, like a ill-fitting suit. Mm. And, you know, short sleeve with a tie is the, is the look he was going for. And he had a suitcase, an old-looking suitcase with him. He opened the suitcase up, and a mini Moog was in it. Ooh. And he puts the suitcase on its side and puts the Moog on top of it, and he sits down, and he commences to make all these amazing sounds. And that's how he, he didn't have a stand or anything. He just put he it on the suitcase. Sits it on the suitcase. Mm-hmm. And he sat really close to the ground. So, he's you know, his suitcases aren't that high. Yeah. And so he's, like, sitting really close to the ground, and they were, like, a minimalist band. But they made some pretty cool music and we traded music i got a seven inch ep of theirs i looked they are still on Bandcamp, but this seems to be the only thing they ever put out other than a a single so from 2013 here's sdra the song is asteroid defenses the name of the ep is blast off check it out Getting lower 
The storm is getting closer Hope the asteroid defense is The seconds turn to hours And death comes crashing louder I hope the asteroid defense is That's it. That's it? I told you they were quirky. That's quirky. <laughs> quirky much, space. How much are many moogs going for these days? They're not cheap. Right. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> Brandon had one, didn't he? Uh, I remember, no, he did not. You sure? Mm-hmm. I remember going to somebody's house and messing around with a mini moog for a while. Well, I had a- This was broken, I thought. It, it went, no, I had one that was made by the Radio Shack Realistic Company. Oh, was I that I still it? have that. Was that yours? Yeah, okay. it was mine, and it- it had some keys that were broken, like the C doesn't work on it, and we never could get it to work right. And it's okay. It's that's from what the, it was. It's from the early '80s or late '70s. I made some really good helicopter noises, yeah. and that was about it. Yeah, you can get to go. Yeah, about it. That was basically yeah. I don't know where that thing is. I had it for a while, but I don't know. I didn't know what happened to it. Did you find that and let me mess around with it again? That inspired me to probably in the old crypt somewhere. Tap into the weird side, because yeah, that was that was the campy side, the Devo space rock, right? Side. Very Devo-ish, yeah, very. Yes. But which I, I like that sometimes. There's nothing but, wrong with that. But seeing it live, it was just quirky. I would and be more into weird it live. Enough. Yeah, it was fun seeing a guy playing a moog sitting on the ground. Now at the time, I was like, why would they put our two bands together yeah, on a showcase? Like a... It doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. And sure enough, we went on after them, I believe, and it was just blowed it was just weird. Blowed them out. Well, it was just different. You yeah. Know, it's, well, I mean, volume-wise. Well, they were pretty loud. They were, yeah. I mean, they, they were minimal in their approach to their okay. music, but the volume was there. Maximal to the volume. Yes. All right, I have one for you, and I saved this one for last just for you. Okay. Because I found a mix 
between space rock and shoegaze. What? So this is a band from oh L.A. My God, you're a good friend. Yeah, this is a band from L.A. They had their original run from 90 to 97, and they were more of a shoegaze band, but they also had these space themes to their music. Mm-hmm. They released three albums, and then they reformed and started releasing new material in 2014. Their name is Failure. Have you ever heard of this band? I have. I'm very familiar with Failure. What the hell did you just say? <laughs> Not so much what the, about band, the band, but the actual thing. <laughs> I have experienced that quite a bit. Yes, yes, I'm I'm quite aware you, of. This you've seen some situation of those situations. Well. You were present at some of those failures. Yes, yes. Well, you know, fail forward is what I, they I say. That's what the that's what I've the, had some wins. That's what the corporate people say these days. Yeah, fail, fail forward. forward. Yeah. Yes. No, I just fall down. I just fall <laughs> down. I still do that. Just plain old fail. Yeah. They're described as alternative, arty, post grunge space rock shoegaze. Okay. That's you know, that's pretty much good, throwing good, yeah. everything Just in let, to describe. See what sticks. Their last tour in the nineties before they split was Lollapalooza. Right, what was it, what was the band name? What the hell did you say? A failure. Failure, that's right. Mm-hmm, yeah, yes, I, I yes. failed to you remember. You should that. remember that. I failed to remember. <laughs> <laughs> yes, their last tour in the nineties before they split was Lollapalooza ninety seven. That happened to be the last touring version of Lollapalooza. Remember it used to go from city to city. Oh yeah. And then when they brought it back in the two thousands, it was only in Chicago. Yeah. But they were on the last one that was touring. And originally they were on the side stage and Korn dropped off the tour and Failure became one of the main stage acts. So like they almost got there and then they broke up. Yeah. That's That's a good failure. Yeah. Failure failed. But they came back in 2014 and since then they have released three albums. Now the time in between their lengthy hiatus, the members went on to be sought after producers and musicians and they've been involved with groups like Veruca Salt, A Perfect Circles, Queens of the Stone Age. Oh. So they went from kind of doing the thing that they did to being more like... Making money. Hev- yeah, making <laughs> money and doing some heavier stuff that was outside of mm. their world a little bit. But they've released these three albums since getting back together and I'm going to play from their 2021 album called Wild Type Droid. This is a song called Mercury Mouth.
So that was slightly different than most of the shoegaze people are used to. The guitars normally are much higher in the mix than the drums. The drums are just third-class citizens. Right. Uh, but in that one, that was you could hear the drums well into the mix. So that brought it more into just that spacey rock, but a little bit of shoegaze throw, sprinkled in over the top the, of it. The layering on the guitars, the amount yes. of effects on the guitars, very shoegaze very, Yeah, that's where it, very echoey guitars, mm. five, ten tracks of guitars on there, that's the shoegazing uh, part. Thick soup of guitars. It's good soup, too. (laughs) It's good soup. I love that soup. And their tempo was a little bit quicker, so it was more space rock than it was shoegaze for tempos. You get some heavier shoegaze, but you're right. Most shoegaze is a little down tempo. The most stuff I listen to, at least. Yeah. But still a mix still of good. It. I, I liked it. I, I thought you might like that. So You failed to stump me. I like it. it. Also a band that I never would guess were from L.A. Like, no. I would have, that, have assumed that was a U.K. band. Yeah. Or like we're Canadian territory somewhere. We uh, heard yeah, of. Canadian band. Yeah. They could be weird too. Yeah. You dicks. Well, that's what I have for you. I hope you enjoyed your little visit to space. Well, now Thank that we've talked about SpaceX. that, you're <laughs> on our way back. Uh, we didn't talk about one thing that was huge over this past weekend. One thing. Oh, we didn't touch on that. No, did we, we did not. Should we save it or should we talk about it? Just we'll tease it. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, there was a certain band from Atlanta that got back together. From our youths. From our youth that got back together and yeah. put on a, what, three shows three in a row? Sold out shows. Sold out shows. We're talking about the Marvelous Three. Yes. And I always saw snippets of it, and that's thanks to, well, kind of thanks to our friend and listener, Jeremy Patterson, although I'm not sure about the friend part anymore, because he had two tickets to see this band. Did he reach out to you? No. no Did he reach no, out to I, me? You know what? No. I haven't checked my email. Do you know who he took to the Marvelous 3 concert instead of us? I, I bet his wife. His wife. Oh, my God. How Can you believe he? that? Why would he do the that? The nerve. Dude. God. Priorities, but man. Get your priorities right. He posted some snippets, and it was oh. just like 10 seconds of glory. I was like, oh, my God. It's just I, the sound brings us back to 1999. You and I mm. seeing him at the Tabernacle, the same location in 1999. It made me – I so I don't. I believe I mentioned it to you, but I happened to uh, pay for the old streaming on yeah, Sunday night. I'm coming over. And I also happened to record some of it so that may, we might treat the listeners with a little yeah. live Marvelous 3. I'm looking forward to that. Straight from the board. Because that changed my performance trajectory. The same year I saw Bruce Springsteen, of all things. And both of those concerts, you and I were in a group. It was mainly acoustic-oriented. And I kind of just stood there and you know played the songs. And after that show and after the Bruce Springsteen show, I was like, no, uh-uh. That's not what I want to do. I I want to put on a show. And yeah. after that, Big Jack Pneumatic yeah. formed. And I think Butch we Walker a, is responsible for Big Jack. Yeah. Pneumatic, and right. I, I think we did a pretty good job of putting on shows the best we could with what we had. With the trio. With the trio. and The then first a, time. Yeah, the first time. And then a, and a then, quadro. A <laughs> quadro. Yes, a quartet. Quartet. Um, that, that really gave me that extra drive to go, no, I, I'm not going to just stand there and let you listen to me. You're going to be entertained, yeah. you sons of bitches. And Butch was just as... He did everything he could I to mean, entertain your yeah, ass. Yeah, he, he was he was just as good now as he was then. Maybe yeah. he wasn't running around quite as much, doing quite as many the splits. Theatrics. But he still sounded great, and he, he kept making jokes. There's a lot of great little comments between songs, because it was a homecoming show. Yeah. So he, he did more talking because it was nostalgic, and yeah. they're back. And he, But he had some great moments of talking about his 
seniorisms now versus <laughs> the things he could do back in the day. And it was really funny. They had a lot more pyro this time. I think they had like some bottle rockets and sparklers yeah. at, the, at the 1999 <laughs> show. <laughs> now, they did have a new member. So the Marvelous Three actually had four people mm-hmm. on stage, and it was Jace's son. The bass player's, bass player's son, son was playing mostly lead guitar, and it sounded it made the sound huge, but it also just sounded great because he could sing his ass off too. Yeah, and he and Butch sang a duet together, and I love that. Dude, he, was what was just you told me? He was great. what two years old when we saw him. Yeah, and yeah, Butch mentioned that when they played the on the bricks, it was a ninety nine X yeah. show. He's like, you may remember this guy. He was two years old, had a little fake guitar. He was out on stage with us. <laughs> It on the bricks. And how many, not me, but how many of us were in that same boat that now you, all, you know, Brandon, have kids and we've all been through life and experienced a large portion of life in between you know, 24 years. That was, you know, a, a huge time in everybody's life. So we'll talk about that. Well, well I'll, I'll tell you, I'll yeah. tell you what, because you, I, you and I are just in the zone tonight because mm. you are providing a perfect segue and a perfect teaser to our next episode that is already in the works. It's so I've had, I've had a beer. We'll just leave it there okay. because next week we'll, we'll go a little further into this. Nice. Glad, Until I, could, then. glad I could help out. Yeah. Until then, people. See ya. Later.